0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're in Jeremiah 39. This is a remarkable chapter. And what I want us to be focusing on as we read through this is it's one thing to read about what's going to happen, the city is going to be overwhelmed, the people are going to be punished for their sin, to hear those things generally. But today, we're just going to get a little glimpse of what actually happens moment by moment and kind of a little bit closer to the ground. And this is destruction and punishment, the likes of which nobody wants to wish upon anybody, but they have brought it upon themselves. The other thing I want to think about and focus on here, notice the difference between how God treats King Zedekiah, who has been unfaithful, a king who has misled the people into idolatry, shaken his fist in God's face, forsaken the covenant, even though he's a leader of God's people, how how Zedekiah is treated compared to how Jeremiah is treated, along with Ebed-Melech, the guy who saved Jeremiah from the cistern from yesterday's devotion. And we're going to talk about what implications that has for us today. In the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, Judah, in the 10th month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came against Jerusalem and besieged it. In the 11th year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, on the ninth day of the month, a breach was made in the city. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came and sat in the middle gate. When Zedekiah, king of Judah, and all the soldiers saw them, they fled, going out of the city at night by way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls, and they went toward araba But the army of the Chaldeans pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and when they had taken him, they brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah at Riblah before his eyes. And the king of Babylon slaughtered all the nobles of Judah. He put the eyes of Zedekiah out and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon. The Chaldeans burned the king's house and the house of the people and broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Pretty graphic and destructive scene. And God is not just overseeing this, he's allowing it to happen. and it's according to his good purposes that, His own people are chastised and punished for their sin so that a remnant of them who are exiled will eventually repent, turn back to him, restore his name in Jerusalem, rebuild the temple, rebuild the walls, as we studied in Ezra and Nehemiah, so that his redemptive plan for the world can go forward and... A king from the line of David can be born, Jesus Christ, live a perfect life, die a sinless death, and open God's kingdom and open forgiveness and redemption up to anybody from any tribe, tongue, or nation. But this punishment is severe, and it's hard to stomach too much of it. But this went on all over the place, and many, many people were very adversely affected Verse 11. Now, this is Jeremiah's part. Let's contrast this with what we just read. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave command concerning Jeremiah through Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, saying, Take him, look after him well, and do him no harm, but deal with him as he tells you. So ne- Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, and all the chief officers of the king of Babylon sent and took Jeremiah from the court of the guard. They entrusted him to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, that he should take him home. So he lived among the people. So Jeremiah gets to live, and the king tells this guy to just deal with him however he tells you to deal with him, which is a pretty good treatment. Next, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the guard. Go and say to Ebed Melech the Ethiopian, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will fulfill my words against this city for harm and not for good, and they shall be accomplished before you on that day. But I will deliver you on that day, declares the Lord, and you shall not be given into the hand of the men whom you are afraid, of whom you are afraid. For I will surely save you, and you shall not fall by the sword, but you shall have your life as a prize of war, because you have put your trust in me, declares the Lord. So we've got the spokesman, the prophet of God, Jeremiah, who has been spared and is going to be treated however he says he wants to be treated. And we've got Ebed-Melech, the guy we talked about in yesterday's podcast, an outsider, not part of the family of God, but an Ethiopian who, by treating Jeremiah the way that God would have him treat Jeremiah with respect, dignity, with compassion, saving his life from the cistern, by doing all those things, evidently, that was evidence that he trusted in the Lord. Ebed-Melech, this outsider, this Ethiopian, trusted in the Lord. It's amazing right here in verse 18. Why is this all going to happen? Why are you going to save your life? Why are you going to be in exile instead of a dead guy? Because you have put your trust in me, declares the Lord. An amazing chapter, and what we see here is an indication of what we see before our very eyes right now, even in the new covenant, and that is this, that uncovered sin, undealt with sin, sin that is not turned from, people who are unrepentant in their sin are going to be punished very, very partially by a just and holy and righteous God who must, by virtue of his very character, severely punish sin. That's exactly what happened to Zedekiah. And it's unbelievable because Zedekiah is part of the family of God, the chosen nation. He's a leader of them, a king of them, but he's unrepentant. He's shaking his fist in God's face and his sin is not covered. Conversely, you've got Jeremiah. Who has been God's spokesperson, who's not perfect, but he trusted God. And then you've got Ebed Melek, this guy who's an outsider, and they are gonna be spared. And they're gonna be spared not because God likes them more than other people, not because they're better, not because he has a particular bias toward people named Jeremiah and people from Ethiopia. The reason they're spared is because they have put their trust in the Lord. And friend, if you wanna be spared, like I want to be spared, it requires one thing, trusting in the Lord. And what that looks like today after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is faith in Jesus Christ. It's that simple. If you put your faith in Christ, your sin is covered. You stand holy and blameless before God, clothed in the righteousness of Christ so you can be perfect before him and meet his righteous standard. And if you're not covered with the righteousness of Christ through faith in him, you are exposed, your sin is not covered, and the punishment will be severe. And that's a stark warning from this text, written hundreds of years before Christ came. But aren't we glad that we can see this message over and over and over as a warning and as an encouragement. I hope it's both for you today. Amen.
0: The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts.